This is episode 164, Blinker Review. Tonight's guest, Brian Gax. And me, Matt, doing this part. We're in separate places. Blinker Review! Okay, great. Greetings, folks. Uh, uh, Kevin and I are in uh, separate coasts at the moment while I'm recording this. And uh, so you know what that means? Nothing. Well, no, it means we're not together. So uh, it's going to sound vastly different in both uh, quality and time zone. Can you hear the difference in time zones? Me, I'm currently driving in Connecticut. No way, I'm in Massachusetts. I'm in Starbridge, Massachusetts, driving to Connecticut. What a world. You can listen to me shift this car, maybe. Is this legal? <laughs> Who's to say? The cops. The cops would say. But, uh, oh, oh, revving a little too high there. Well, so it's come to this, folks. A final bleak and review of this year. I guess that would be 2018. But maybe it isn't. Because maybe you don't use years as a measurement. Let's just say it's the final episode of this week. But maybe you don't believe in weeks. Who's to say? I won't tell you what to believe. Except in Jesus. He's my neighbor. He's a nice guy. Oh, I think that joke's been done before. See what happens when I don't have anyone to throw stuff at uh, uh, verbally? I guess at this point I'll tell you a little bit about what's... Wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, throw something at me. Um, what's new with you, Matt? Oh, no, Kevin, uh, not too much. Just, uh, went up to, when I came out east here for, uh, the holiday. Whatever holiday, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of them. Not New Year's, I'll tell you that. But, uh, spent some time in Vermont. Had some brews. They got a lot of breweries in Vermont, you know. So I had a bunch of, uh, beer. I don't, don't remember what they were, so I didn't write them down. Some of them were good. Some of them weren't. I can't tell you which one. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. Didn't black out, though. That's exciting. Did get very drunk sometimes. Some of those days. Saw some things from Vermont. Saw some amazing things. Finally took pictures of things I've been meaning to take pictures of for a while. There's a picture on my Instagram of a gorilla holding a car. Very exciting. Uh, I took a picture of a middle finger. Some guy made a middle finger statue uh, in his yard because the town wouldn't let him do something, so he decided to make a statue of them flipping, uh, uh, him, uh, just a finger flipping off the town. It's pretty amazing. Took a picture of uh, this uh, rundown shack in Brimfield called Joe's Deli, but it should just say Joe's Shack because there's no goddamn deli there anymore. There's not even a Joe. I mean, maybe there is a Joe. Maybe Joe's in the shack still. That's a hell of a way to close a business, I think, is to die there. And then be left there. If you need a body, folks, I guess I'm saying I think I know where one is. There's a body in Joe's Deli Shack in Brimfield. Brimfield also has a fair. It's called the Brimfield Fair. That's all I know about it. And care to know about it. Ah, those were the days. Driven through, driving through there. And what else did I do? Oh, like I said, I got drunk. Yep. Saw some friends. Had some great food at Ray Ray's in East Hampton, Massachusetts. If you're in East Hampton, Massachusetts or near it, go to Ray Ray's. My friend Kevin, he uh, runs Ray Ray's. It's delicious. And I'm not just saying that because he's a nice guy, because he is. 
I'm just saying that because I don't lie about food. I've never thought about that, but I assume that's true. It seems like a weird thing to lie about. No way, I guess that'd be normal if you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Oh boy, I'm getting twisted here. Probably time for me to get going. Kevin and Brian are coming up, and boy, let me tell you something. I like both those guys. Even if they're food, I wouldn't lie about that. I was going to do a top five list thing, but you know what? My, I don't have a top five list of top five lists, and so I'm fine with that. Saw the movie Widows, didn't like it. There were so many goddamn fucking plot holes in that movie. The dog, they brought a, they brought a dog into a movie because they didn't think the obvious thing was obvious enough, so they needed a dog to show us what was happening for a plot twist. Is it a twist if you already know it's happening? It was a plot straw. It was a plot straight. It was um, a plot, a known plot, obvious plot. Ah, I'll figure it out next week. We'll see. That's one thing to stay tuned for. Movie Widows, no good. Colin Farrell's shitty Chicago accent, good. Um, Robert Duvall saying the N-word, not good. The, <laughs> the heist, terrible. There was, a, there was at least one witness. There was two. They killed one, though. I won't tell you any more than that. Other than go see it. And uh, uh, just know the entire time that I didn't... Think about me the entire time you're at a boot. How fucking... How awful is that? To tell me... To, uh, for me to tell you to think about me during a movie you're watching. And I'm not even in the movie. I think I've done enough. I think... I think I've uh, 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 been, been mean enough to you to... Uh, to even go this far with it, just by myself, in a car. Driving now, I'm in Connecticut, I've crossed. I've cr oh, nope, same roads. You can tell the roads change. Oh, now I got a downshift. Oh, oh, caught that one. <clears throat> this is a podcast about a man driving a manual car. Ah, this is the... It's like Top Gear, but uh, I'm not, uh, was it Jeremy Clarkson? He's the one who's a racist? Ah, oh, man. It's like Top Gear, but without that guy. Or any of the guys. It's like Top Gear with me, and it's not interesting. It's been a weird year for me. Had some health issues that I, that were never answered. Other than I hurt, I hurt my knee, but that one's obvious. I got a bacterial infection. That's fun. Look at, now what am I doing? I'm just moping? What's going on here? I don't like these year-end compendiums. I should win the lottery, then I can talk about winning the lottery, and then I'm a fucking asshole who won the lottery and is telling you about it. Nothing good coming from this. Can't believe I even have a podcast where I talk about my life. This is insane. See what happens without Kevin? Suddenly I start getting introspective. It's no good. It's dangerous. Next thing I know, I'll be driving this car right into a tree just to see what happens. I mean, I've done that once. I know what happens. Car hits the tree. It's uh, it's kind of like an A uh, A to B. You know, it's pretty. Uh, I guess A to tree would be. Oh, uh, see, now Kevin, now I gotta do the puns. Oh boy. Hold on, and and now I'm in Connecticut. Road changed. Has big C's on it. That's how you know it's Connecticut. Saw the stars? They got stars out here. It's crazy. They don't have the light pollution shit. Oh, what a world. Cold as fuck, though. Got down to, I think, like, 10? 
Not Celsius either. None of that shit. Did I say snow? Did I say I saw snow? See snow, saw snow. I did. Stroke, head, will. I. I did. Christmas lights? I don't usually see Christmas lights. In, in LA, Christmas lights are on balconies. Christmas lights signal that there's a, some younger people drinking and doing drugs. Sometimes even animals, not even people. Uh, thank you folks for listening. You've been uh, uh, fantastic. It's been nice talking to you on the discus. Discuss? Disgusting. It's been nice talking to you on the disgusting. And uh, please uh, stay tuned for my good friend Kevin Anderson and our friend Brian Cox in what is part two of this week's, this year's final, and this week's final, Bleak and Review. Good night, unless it's morning, in which case good morning, unless it's afternoon. Anyway, well, I've reached my destination, and it's the end of this segment, but also I'm pulling into a driveway. It's insane. How, look at, listen to this. I just did a podcast while driving. This is insane. Oh, boy. Next year's going to be uh, hopefully sane. All right. This is episode 164 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guest, Brian Cox. Plus, Matt Brousseau calls in from another place. All this... And the end of the year, only on Bleak and Review! That's what happens when you get your levels while you're recording, everybody. That's how we do it here. Bleak and Review, yes. Last episode of 2018. Uh, my name is Kevin Anderson. Uh... What a December it is right now, everybody. Very excited to uh, be closing out December with this uh, little 2018 wrap-up. But uh, I'm not going to be doing it alone, though. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be having a, an esteemed guest here uh, because Matt Brousseau is out of town. He's out there doing something. I don't even know where he is this time. He's left me alone so many times this year. It's very sad. Uh, but over there, snorfing into the mic, uh, is going to be hanging out with me, recapping the year. Uh, our esteemed guest, friend of the show, comedian Brian Cox. Hello, Brian. Hello. Oh, boy. You're going to need to be a little more charismatic than that. Uh, wait. Uh, oh, wait. I'm co- co-hosting. Co-host. Yeah. Oh, wait, I didn't tell you that. that was our whole thing. What if I just, like, purposely only gave one word answers for the whole episode? So how was your year? Yes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> It's fine. It's okay. I mean, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do, you know? Uh, right. Brian, uh, you haven't been on the show in a while. No, it's been a bit. I, I mean, I kind of quit comedy for most of the year. That's true. Uh, what, what have you been getting up to this year aside from comedy? Oh, you know, like just laying in bed, um, <laughs> watching a lot of YouTube. Ooh, that's pretty good. Occasionally being like, I should be productive again, and then going, nah. Nah. Why would I? It's Is it, uh, yeah, I would say we haven't seen you much. You haven't been on the show. I think maybe you were on. No, I think we had. Uh, I don't know if you've been on the show this year. No, I don't think I have. I think it's been over a year since I showed up as. Uh, wow. As well, Chad. <laughs> well, no, it's fair. This is the last episode of the year, so we can break the fourth wall in that regard. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Chad Dogthrob on our ah, episode yes. "Love in the Time of Heartworm," which I believe was in the. East. Episode sixties or seventies, something like that. Uh, you were a uh, a bro furry. Is that what it was? Yeah, furry yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, Is man, that what that, made you quit comedy? 
I mean, it should have, right? <laughs> like, after doing that, I, I did a Jonathan David's character show. Oh, yes, And yes. I really fucking overcommitted because I... Uh, Wait, overcommitting, Brian Cox? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the, I did the show as the character, and so I, like, wore sunglasses, went... A leather jacket, no shirt. I shaved a paw print into my chest hair, and I wore like some like tight booty shorts, and then like did my hair up like a cat. Yeah, and then I'm just like yelling at the audience, Andrew Dice Clay style, yeah. about like being a furry, but thinking gays are kind of weird. An audience of I would imagine around twenty. Yes, not maybe bad, less. but also and, like a lot to commit. And, to. Like I got like some light laughs, and then it hit me that like Brian. You are dressed like this in front of a group of strangers. Yeah. You're not even getting paid for this. Brian, what Brian, are you doing? Brian. Brian. What is your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian. Uh, yeah, I did that show as well. Me and Matt did our characters that we sometimes do on this show. Uh, Skip Harjopolis and Wendell Jeans. They are morning zoo crew douchebags. Uh, we had a lot of tech problems in our set. We've talked about it on the show before, but... It was a similar situation. Don't know a lot of these people. We're dressed up like idiots, you know, yeah. Hawaiian shirts, sunglasses. <laughs> and then we just come out, and I'm waiting for sound cues. And I'm like, oh, boy, I feel very vulnerable oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, uh, I mean, it was fine, but uh, 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 sorry, I thought the computer went off. We'll cut that out. Uh, to the point of where I I was just like started vamping and just like doing the character voice and the guy goes like this but I was just yelling at people like where are you from I don't care like oh no yeah yeah and then finally our sound effects came in and I was like oh now this is a real show uh, but boy just uh, a note for everybody out there if you're gonna do character comedy with tech oh tech just make you know to have the tech ready to go before you get. I there. mean, almost anything comedy that involves like props or tech is yeah. so dicey. So it's so dicey. <laughs> oh no! What am I, Chad? Dog throw will be? Oh, oh no. good re- All right. Uh, but, so, so 2018 though uh, uh, was a tough year for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I mean, mostly because you weren't doing stand up. That's a big. That was a big problem for a mm-hmm. lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of headlines about that. Uh, but what I mean, sure. you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of reductress articles. <laughs> Trump's still terrible. Brian Cox still missing. <laughs> the two biggest problems on everyone's mind are what's going on in the White House and where's Brian Cox's long, long bits where, where the payoff is worth it, but you gotta stick through it. You did do uh, a show in our living room. Oh yeah, yeah. One time I was uh, I that was, was on, fun. I was on like a secret like. Friends only Facebook account, Ooh. and I like lamented the fact that, like, man, once I start stand up again, I'm gonna be rusty and it's gonna feel shitty. Yeah, and then Vanessa's like, All right, cool, we're having a show at my house, and you're the headliner. Yeah, so yeah, came over, it was fun. That was a nice room. We had uh, about six people. Uh, <laughs> me and Whitney hosted for a lineup of three, that was interesting. Uh, yeah. We had two hosts for three comics. It was a strange night for it. It was a very strange night, but did it help uh, you get back into it, or is that why you went away and stopped doing it again? <laughs> um, which one was it? it? It helped for a minute, but then like anxiety shit came back, and yeah. then it turned out. They're like, oh, a doctor. I need to see a doctor. Uh, oh. Yes, yes. Uh, and we're talking about a brain doctor. Yes, yes. A doctor for my thinky parts. A doctor for my thinky parts. And that has been – how long have you been doing that now? Um, 
about a month now. About a month. And, and it's, it's been, I mean, I know that we're going to get into our top lists a little bit later uh, of things, but it's been helping. Oh, super. I'm I'm doing stand-up again. I've started uh, writing a comic, which I can't really talk about, but Ooh. Like, I've got like projects again. I, yeah. I'm a creative human again. Can you give us a little teaser? I mean, I know you can't talk about it. Do we have like an idea of what it's about? Is uh, it supernatural? Is it about... Yeah, I'd say supernatural. It's, it's, about a, it's a horror. It's not, it's not at all a comedy. It's, okay. a, it's a horror, which I argue is almost the same. Like, they work yeah. the same way. It's just like you build up to something and then you break an expectation and you can do it in a funny way or a horrifying way. My favorite stand-up comedians are all the ones with jump scares. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that considered, that's probably like considered hack in the horror world. Like saying like a, like a hacky misdirection joke would be the same as like a really cheesy like, kinda. hey, there's a thing in the mirror. Ah! Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean like, I mean to the point like how many comics have a joke about like, closing a mirror and then there's something in it you right. know yeah and, and i think it's because comics recognize like yeah that's the hack of horror for sure horror hacks yes <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting yeah i i feel like uh, there's and i know a lot of comedians that are definitely really into horror as well oh, so totally. there's definitely a lot of overlap there and you're you're kind of working on projects that i mean we're, we're gonna get maybe to a little later because it's on one of my lists but you've been involved in some projects that could be considered horror like back when you were doing your web series with Ian and Nadal uh, and yeah, Major yeah. Nadal Fleischer you guys would play fantasy football and then whoever lost had to do something that could be like in a torture porn film yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah for sure I got half of my chest waxed once I got a belly button piercing That's like it right. was uh, Nadal got pepper sprayed yeah that was the least fun one yeah that episode was, is tough to watch yeah we we learned very quickly that oh we need to modify this so that if it's a painful thing I have to deal with it. Yes. Because I'm, I think I'm kind of funny when I'm in pain. Yeah. He, the dog yeah. is just like, it makes you sad and like, he's very angry. Yeah. You just feel like, like, like there's a bear in the room and you don't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very much so. And, uh, people can go check that out. That's Jorts Center. I was a, mm -hmm. a, a web series for, I believe last, last football season. You guys put that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So if you like fan idiots who don't know anything about fantasy sports mm -hmm. getting hurt, uh, <laughs> check it out. Yeah. I think, uh, because of that and the amount of times Vanessa has dared me to do very dumb things, I've almost taken on the the nickname of uh, the thinking man, Steve-O. Yeah, I feel like you're really courting that. Like, it's a kind of, bit. it's, and it's, it's totally, but it's not like you're forcing it. It's just what has been happening since I've known you. Yeah, I just kind of roll with it. I don't know. <laughs> Vanessa's favorite thing, actually, you re the most recent one of this, this was pretty tame in comparison to a lot of them, but uh, Vanessa, for an article that will be coming out soon on Bunny Ears, asked you to pose as a stick and poke tattoo artist. Yes. Uh, and that was, she put you on speaker, she called you up, and she's like, hey, Brian, you want to make $20 doing something dumb? And you were just and like, a long pause. sigh, yeah, okay. what is it? You figured out my brand. <laughs> uh, my favorite one, which I, we've probably also mentioned on this show, but was uh, around this time two years ago at Killer Mike was right when we were hosting the open mic on the night that Donald Trump became our president. Uh, and to lift the morale of the room, we just had you go on stage and eat money. Yeah, Vanessa just approached me and was like, hey, I need to feel like I have some sense of control in my life right now. 
eat a, eat a dime on stage. And I was like, okay. Because I told you to. <laughs> sure. I need to know that my my words have meaning and impact and I can control something. Yeah, I need to control a white man for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, psh, I, I cut that leash a long time ago, brother. Let me tell you. She, she don't control me. I do whatever I want. I drink beer and watch sports. And she's like, why don't you come hang out with me? And I'm like, nah, I'm doing my thing. I'm a man. That's who I am. Kevin, you need help. Kevin, we all miss you. Kevin, you don't have to keep doing I, this. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I fuck, I love golf. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one you go to? Yeah, golf. yeah, yeah. That's, that's the most masculine sport I can think of right now. It's either that or curling. I don't men know. Men who are afraid of running. <laughs> yes. I like, I like men in nice pants that still can play sports. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that, that is, that's kind of become your brand. And, uh, is this something that's come up in therapy, the, this willingness to just do whatever people tell you to do or uh, not directly, not directly. I guess it kind of has. Interesting. I mean, I know that those are confidential, confidential sessions. Yeah. So. Well, but let me tell you about everything that happened. No. <laughs> um, what if I was like surprise guest, your therapist comes <laughs> on and just spills the beans. And it's just my therapist repeatedly yelling, stop it. <laughs> stop, Brian. Stop it. <laughs> not it off, you old so and so, and so yeah. But like that is a, that is a thing, and it, it's always entertaining. I don't feel like we've ever done it to nefarious ends with you. I feel like no, it's always it's, been something fun. I definitely have lines that I'll say no at. So yeah, they haven't been crossed yet. Well, that's good. Uh, and then uh, going into 2019, I mean, are you feeling positive about where you're at mentally and comedically, or uh, just yeah. creatively? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I, the the joke has been 2019, the year I get better in the world gets worse. You think it's going to get worse? You think the whole world's going to get worse? I mean, probably. It's been tough because it's like it does feel like ever the last couple years it's been like, well, at least that year's over and then the next one's just as Yeah, no, I more. always view the coming year as like what's currently happening is like always the harbinger in my head of like, no, no, it's just going to keep being bad. Guys, yeah. Y'all. Do you think that it's going to just be like that until 2020 or you know, luck, luck have it that Trump gets impeached, or do you think that it's just going to be... I mean, that's a complicated question, because it's like, even... We've got time. Matt's e not even here. <laughs> even if we got Trump out, it's still like half the country right. doesn't know how to talk to the other half. We yeah. We have like different realities. Yeah, that is true. The Venn diagram of people meeting in the... Like the middle the middle space on that, that overlap of that Venn diagram of the two sides that hate each other and who's actually communicating is uh, barely visible. Remarkably small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's like and we're I all guilty know. of it too. I hope. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because like I, I definitely hit a point of like, look, I get it. I shouldn't live in an echo chamber, chamber or whatever. Mm. But also, um, I'm just gonna be in the worst fucking mood all day. Yeah. If you like show up on my Facebook to defend racism or whatever. So I... Hey, Brian, just stopping by to say, uh, phrenology. <laughs> phrenology, you know? Yeah. <laughs> my so favorite I'm, Roots album. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty happy with the block button as a result. And yeah, I always get that problem, but also I need to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I, you can't... You can't... Like, I uh, I posted... I talked about this a few episodes ago, maybe last episode, but, like, part of my job now is sifting through conservative Twitter. Oh, yeah. And I posted about that as a joke. Like, hey, I'm getting paid to do this. Isn't that crazy? So many people... We're like, I do that just to, just to like infuriate myself. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, I know. Like it's... I'm getting, I'm pulling down a paycheck. So I understand my position. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> my, my deal with Twitter is that if I have a joke that's short enough, I'll post it. And then I leave immediately. Like, yeah. I do not linger on Twitter because that seems dangerous. Well, yeah, for me, it's the same thing on all my social medias. It's like, I see people who are like, 
getting in these long divisive threads and like yelling. I'm like, I don't really see that. I guess I've just cultivated a friends list of mostly people that I'm okay with, except for a few Bakersfield comics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's just like, I, but I, I could see that because of retweets and, you know, subtweeting yeah. and stuff that that shit will pop up and just ruin your whole day. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's not like, good that for was, that was definitely a big part of like what was like constantly the, the thorn in my side was I was, Super willing to like get into those kinds of threads and arguments and yeah, and you can't do that. That no, shit no. will destroy you. The few <laughs> times I've done, I talked about this a lot on a, a little little shout out here to Eric Barnes on his podcast Raging Joy. I talked about the thing that makes me the most angry is anytime that I try to engage with like either trolls or just like hate Twitter, you know, oh, and yeah, it's because yeah. there's no, there's never any closure and no, it's always no. just nobody rage. wins. Yeah. The fact that you engage means they won. It's like Batman typically. versus Superman. Nobody wins. <laughs> Isn't that how that movie ended? I didn't see it. Probably. <laughs> I saw it and I still, I'm kind of blocking it out. Yeah. I, I do think though that going back to what we were just saying of going into 2019 and how do I feel about the year? I feel like, Politically, it's going to stay the same. Just about like it's yeah. going to suck. We you know we had so. a few wins in the midterms that will help for us, but also I feel like a lot of people. I think every year that Trump, every week that Trump has been in president, more people who did once support him now don't. Like I feel like he's just yeah. been dropped, and like there's still going to be that long like that big group that is like still like yeah ride or die but like i feel like yeah we're moving away sure. people are like okay this was a mistake <laughs> well like that is uh probably one of my favorite things right now is um trying my guess <laughs> love the guy yeah, there's um, a long way to say that we're big trump fans <laughs> now my dad voted for him Ooh. and got some serious buyer's remorse uh, and now it's one of my favorite things because i work at my dad's welding shop so sometimes when i don't want to talk about him like like, my dad will bring up something crazy Trump is doing, and if I'm not in the mood to talk to my dad, I'll just throw out a, yeah, it's insane. Why'd you vote for that guy? And then he immediately just crumples and leaves the room because he yeah. doesn't want to face it. Oh, so he'll be, like, getting into something that he doesn't like about him, and he would be like, you just remind him. Yeah, that, you like, vote you, for that. You vote, that was just because of you, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> He learned it from you, Dad. Oh, it's great. I can weaponize it. I love uh, it. If my dad, my if my dad had lived longer in 2016, he probably would have. He, I think he would have voted because he just hated Hillary. Like I don't think he oh, liked yeah, Trump. Yeah. But he maybe would have went Gary Johnson or something weird like that. Who knows? But mm. uh, uh, luckily that luckily that didn't happen. So uh, <laughs> and other sentences I immediately regret I saying into a podcast now. that my mom listens to. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> of course, I uh, you know what I mean. I'm doing comedy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I feel like I would be kind of in a similar boat too with him. Is because yeah. he's a smart. He was a smart guy, and he would have even if he did vote for him. I feel like he would have been like, oh, "That whoops. was that was a, that I I was guided by the wrong intentions there." <laughs> but uh, who knows? Uh, this is a long way to say that 2019 still going to be shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you personally, I think it's going to be a better year. I think you're yeah. doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I mean, uh, I'm excited to see you around more. Excited mm -hmm. to see this comic book. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> and also, just real quick, going back. Yes, the, uh, the internet fights. One of my favorite things is almost any time I see a uh, Radisson Zaharyev. Ah, yes, friend of the, of the show. show. Yes, yes. Uh, almost any time I see him, he'll be like, "Oh, I miss you. Dad. You're a good guy. I can't stand you on Facebook." Uh, <laughs> like he's always yeah. like, to remind me, like, "You're very annoying on Facebook." We get it. I, you're I, a leftist. <laughs> it's like, well, to that I would say, we get it. You don't care about stuff. <laughs> Which is the apathy that I don't think Rad's a huge example 
example of that, but there's certain that's like the thing that really gets me is the apathetic troll. It's like, why do you care? Oh, why yeah, do you, why do yeah, you care? That's insane to me. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. But uh so enough about things that upset us. What we're gonna do here is we're gonna do a quick break. Uh you can stick around, right? In my yeah. apartment. It's just us and our guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're they're yours now too. Oh cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Which one do you want? Boo or banjo? Mm, I'm gonna go with Boo because I've never played Banjo Kazooie. Oh, you gotta... I didn't have an N64. Well, if you, uh, uh look under your seat. <laughs> Everybody gets a Nintendo gaming system. A Nintendo gaming system. This is a cardboard box that says the word Dreamcast on it. No, but open it up. Open it up. What's inside? Two Legos. Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're gonna do a quick break. Uh, we're gonna hear from a, a holiday sponsor. And then, uh, at a certain point, Matt Brousseau's gonna be calling in. Well, not calling in. He's gonna be sending me an audio file. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It might be after this break. It might be after our next segment. Who knows? This is a, this is a fly by the seat of your pants uh, episode. <laughs> but we're gonna be counting down some of our personal uh, top five lists yeah. from the year. I'm excited to get into yours. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about getting into mine? I'm ambivalent. I'm winking I'm so sure hard and just waggling my eyebrows. I was excited, but then he started doing that. Now I'm like, doing. Now I'm doing the eating pussy gesture with two fingers. Yeah, I'm I gonna feel eat, threatened. I'm gonna eat your boy pussy. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and other future lines for Dag, Chad Dogthrob. Uh, so we're gonna kick break. We'll be back with more Bleak and Review after this ad. Oh, it's just so nice to 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 walk around uh, in this this mall after after the holidays. Everyone's it's so quiet. It's yeah, it's great. so quiet, Mitchum. I'm just so happy that it it like my God, there's so many great sales and everything. I agree, Scarf. I think that we should uh, look for like the best deal. We could, wait. What's this place? Oh my God, what is? Spooter's Holiday Typo Outlet. Spooter's Holiday Typo Outlet? Spooter's Holiday Typo Outlet. We should probably check this thing out. With a name like that, you can't walk inside. I mean, obviously not. Let's, 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 let's check it out. Door oh, wow. Open. Wow, uh, they've got oh my so God. many signs, everything. But 75% off. But wait, wait a second, what does this say? Merry Crimptmas? Merry Crimptmas. Only $3 for this giant sign? Merry Crimptmas. I mean... That's pretty fun. That's a pretty great deal. What's I mean, it's December 28th right now, so, like, that's fine. Let's see. Over here, 94% off. Let it snob. Snob. Huh. I love it. Uh, and it's weird that not just a B instead of the W, but it's S-N-O-B-E. Like, they really yeah. leaned into the they O. They really, really... It's almost like this typo is intentional. I, you know what? I, I appreciate the craftsmanship. Look at that. Happy Foxing Day. Foxing Day. And look wow. at that little fox. There's a little fox on it, too. I love that. That's so cute. cute. Back the halls. Uh, back with the good hair. Back with the good hair. It, it, it's... Oh, it's too bad he's all into Scientology. I know. Scarf, I'm so glad we walked into this store. I'm so, oh, Mitchum, I'm so happy that we're here. What, what's this? Oh, it seems like, is this the store's mascot? I think so. I mean, it says, Merry Crimptmas from Lanta Claus. Lanta Claus? I mean, it just looks like regular Santa, but he's dressed all up in Atlanta Braves gear. That's fun. I love a good mashup. You know that about me. Oh, I know that about you, Mitchum. That's what I love about you. Uh, what's he handing me? He's handing me a lapel pin that says, Happy Bronza. Oh, wow. Happy Bronza. And it's just all in that gorgeous... Bronze, bronze typeface, yes, bronze typing, and also, uh, you know that it's not all brain because it's all bronza. Wow, they have something for everybody, even over there for your sister, Slappy Monica. <laughs> that is, that seems like a bold choice by this outlet, but I appreciate their commitment to wordplay. <laughs> wow, what a great story. <laughs> 
<laughs> this store is amazing. If I if I were on a podcast, I would definitely let them advertise and say, "Come on down to Spooter's Holiday Typo Outlet because yeah. this is the best deal I've seen on poorly spelled things in a long time." I've never seen poorly spelled holiday signs for such a low low price at Spooter's Holiday Typo Outlet. Have yourself a merry Chanica, spelled like it sounds, <laughs> and have yourself a happy blue mirror. <laughs> Leak and review. We are back here. You either just heard an ad or Matt Brousseau or something. It's a, great, it's a crazy episode. I'm still here with Brian Cox. Hi. Uh, I love how structured this is. Oh, this is this is one of our more structured uh, feats for sure. We've planned this. You've noticed my giant whiteboard I have with just a bunch mm-hmm. of question marks on it. Yeah, a lot of red string. Just not even like pinned to things though. No. It's just hanging off the board. There is just a small picture of you there though. Yeah, I don't. I is, knew that is you that would be a good here. Thing or bad? <laughs> it was oh, okay. it was the one thing I figured out. I was like concrete. Brian will be here, and then the rest of it is just strings. <laughs> uh, we're about to get into some of our top five lists of mm-hmm. 2018, but first. We got Brian a little present. Vanessa yeah. and I got you a little gift here. Go ahead and open that right there into the mic. Get All some right. good foley in there. Uh, it's ticking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's just another box that says Dreamcast on it. It's a big-ass brick of soap. Yeah. edition. Yeah. It smells like burning Yule logs, it says. Well, I'm going to take a look at the actual soap here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a, get a, get a whiff That is that. a big-ass brick that of is, soap. That, that will last you, based on what I know about you, that will last you into 2020. <laughs> Oh, I've been so accurately burnt. <laughs> hey, say what you will about my burns. They're researched. Uh, yeah, so uh, what is the scent on that again? What is it? Uh, like? Burning Yule logs. Burning Yule logs. Is everybody. Yule a type of wood? I think so. I, I, I've heard some, I've heard a couple references to Yule logs recently, and I, I, I just thought they were logs around Christmas time. Yeah, maybe. Thought, but I'm not sure. So I don't know. Listeners, let us know, right? And tell us exactly what a Yule log is. Uh, assume that I won't Google it right after this segment, because who knows? <laughs> uh, so without further ado, uh, presents have been given. We're going to get into some lists here, some, uh, some quirky wrap-up lists. Now, we've compared titles uh categories here and it seems our first two sync up pretty well so yeah. we're gonna be talking uh air you want to start with your top five movies of the year sure i'll do my top five movies um number five a quiet place ah uh, it was super tense the monster design was great my only issue was that fucking someone in the theater wouldn't stop opening candy and someone else's phone went off and like that's a movie where you need to be quiet yeah, yeah. how dare you it's literally called A Quiet Place mm-hmm. uh, I've heard that it's problematic is that possible? Um, I've heard that like I white savory or something like that I don't know if I'm or gentrify it was one of those terms I don't remember uh, I haven't seen it so I don't know I guess there's kind of something to that I mean it's a Let's just say that I don't feel qualified to speak on this. Fair, one. fair enough. Yeah, us two white guys with glasses probably shouldn't throw it out on uh, whether or not a movie is uh, white savory. Yeah, uh, I have not seen that one. So that's your number five, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Annihilation. Also, haven't seen that. Heard it's great. Oh yeah, it's um, it's from the guy that did Ex Machina. Oh, okay, uh, it's like four women go into uh, this enclosed like biome this bubble mm-hmm. it's like their liberal bubble yes liberal <laughs> bubble. Oh, it's like an anomaly um where like once past that genetics of everything start changing like you'll see like oh. like uh like deer that like have like 
plant components. There's um Oh interesting. There's like a dead bear who its skull is always showing and it's learned how to uh mimic human voices and notification sounds. <laughs> that was just uh that was our ding for uh, uh your time is up to describe the movie. <laughs> uh, I gotta learn how to take those notifications off. Vanessa's computer. Uh, uh but yeah so that but it's it's kind of it's like a not body horror but it's very like yeah. in that vein of like a what would you call it? Cronenbergy. Cronenbergy yeah. I was gonna say like uh uh Guillermo del Toro maybe yes, a little totally. like like Pan's Labyrinth kind of yeah it's it's like beautiful and horrifying at the same okay. time. Okay. Well I can get on board with that. Yeah. Um, My Netflix queue grows. Jesus Christ. Okay, hang on one second. Uh, so, Annihilation. Yeah. That, Annihilation, yes, number four. Uh, number three, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. That's incredible. I was, someone spoiled for me that there is a twist, uh, and even knowing that, there was no way I could have predicted what that twist was. I, I got lucky in that. It's also on my list, but I got I got lucky in that nobody had spoiled anything about that movie for me. All oh, I knew okay. was what I saw in the trailer. I was yeah. like, oh, David Cross is the voice of Lakeith Stanfield. This yes. will be fun. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, that twist, which, spoiler alert, I mean, the movie's been out for a while. You can fast forward 30 seconds if you want, but uh, uh, did not expect the body horror of horse people. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Truly a complete remarkable. left turn. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Boots Riley came uh, can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, I heard that he great. spent like ten years on that script. It seems like a very and much a passion. Shows. It seems like a very passion. Like, like I don't. Is that his first script or? I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, it, either way, it seems very personal and very. Like it was a big undertaking, so it's like yeah. really impressive that it got made and it's as good as it is. One thing I also noticed that I am really loving right now is like between that and like Atlanta and like some of the Key and Peele stuff, I've noticed that a lot of like black comedy really into like laying into the like let's make it really weird now let's make it very surreal and dreamlike yeah and I love that it's like if white people can do it <laughs> Louie got five seasons and that they got way less funny and then he got way less funny as yeah. a person like I still can't get over the like my favorite moment is when he's at the bar and he goes you know what no not tonight tonight Special. I'm gonna have the good stuff, and then the bartender oh, right. opens a, a bottle of whiskey like a door, and inside is a smaller bottle of whiskey. <laughs> He's like, "Don't give me that crap. Give me the <laughs> give me the sneaky bottle." It's so that good. was a good that was a good scene. And, and uh, I can't. God, I always forget. I always blank on her name. But uh, who plays uh, Lakeith's opposite in that? It's, oh, I'm also bad with names. Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Tessa Thompson, I believe. Mm. Uh, she was fucking awesome. All of her earrings in that movie, just yeah, the, the, just on point. There, it was so cool and. Uh, and then uh, Steve Young from mm -hmm. Walking Dead came in and was the he was the shake things up at corporations guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Glenn, I Glenn from The Walking Dead. He's the Asian guy from The Walking Dead. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, he was. That was really cool. I haven't seen him in a lot of shit other than when I used to watch that show. So it, all around, if you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu now. It's Go great. check it out. Hopefully, we didn't spoil too much for you. Yeah. Uh, number two, Hereditary. Hereditary, the spooky stuff. Yes, yes. Haven't seen that because I heard it's very. Very intense and triggering. Yes. And I don't do um, well with horror films. That's generally fair. speaking. Uh, what I would say, because I don't want to say too much if anyone hasn't seen it, is that for a while it's almost like a perfect blend of drama and horror. Like, mm -hmm. like for the first like three cores of the movie, like sure there's some light, weird, spooky stuff, other than one very big moment, but a lot of it is just like watching a family be intensely disenfranchised from each other and yeah. be um, inappropriately honest about it sometimes. Wow. And it's very good. 
Well, then, is it? Do you think that like I like I'm someone who likes horror, but not like the like we were saying earlier, jump scare, like like crazy stuff. Is it something that you think I would enjoy? Because I like stuff like The Conjuring and like. I uh, think you would like. I this. like eerie and subtle much more than like you would like this. Okay, one. maybe I'll check it out. Because uh, the the thing is that it's like it's an oppressive movie. It's yeah. overwhelmingly tense. Yeah, that's what I. But heard. it's it's not like yeah, you're not gonna get a bunch of jump scares. Okay, well, I'll probably uh, on one of those dark nights uh, that I venture into that part of my cues because I mm. usually am just like, what's a light thing? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, which yeah. I'll get into more on my list. But uh, so Hereditary's at what was that number three or number, two? Number two. Number two. What's number your one? number one? Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's insanely. It good. Just came out recently. Yes. Uh, um, I've heard only amazing things. Yeah. Um. It's. <sighs> Without spoiling anything for you, the graphic design is incredible. Like, yeah. at a certain point in the movie, they really lean into it being about comic books. And oh, so there's cool. a lot of, like, kinetic typography that works really well. Like, there's this cool shot where uh, Miles Morales is standing in front of a window, and he's experiencing spider, uh, his spidey sense for the first yes. time. his tingling, and, as it were. Yeah, and behind him, the window suddenly says, watch out. And it, like, Whoa. it just looks really cool. That's, that's so cool. So they kind of made it, like a moving comic book yes. in a lot of ways but not in yes. like a weird the spirit type of way or whatever yeah, like it's, yeah. it's not a Frank Miller and kind it, of thing like it's, you you can really tell that the folks that made this were not making it as a cash grab the people it was a passion clearly yeah. know and understand and love Spider-Man I've heard people say it's one of their favorite Marvel movies of all time I, I think it's probably it's up there. Wow. I'd probably say it's my number one. God damn it. Well, let's go see it after this podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's your top five. Yes. All right. Uh, we have one overlap on mine, so I'll just take – my number two was sorry to bother you. Okay. We'll, just, well we already talked about it at length. So uh, sure. number five uh, was The Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. I need to see that. I'm excited. Uh, the Coen Brothers. Yeah, it's 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 – it's not like the best Coen Brothers film, but it was something I've been wanting to see from them for a while. Yeah. And it's also, like I was t- touched on earlier, is I have this thing where lately – because when I was in college, I was like all about art films and dramas and like – like Your Barton what, Finks. Barton, yeah, like yeah. Uh, I was just insufferable. But, yeah, but uh, I have kind of don't have as much room in my schedule for like all of that now. So I'm really glad I, I actually took the two hours to watch this because it's like, you know, six vignettes, yeah. amazingly cast, all about the Wild West, perfect to go along with just buying Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Very similar structures. Uh, some Most of the vignettes are very Coen Brothers in the sense that it's, you know, a great tragedy. But uh, it's oh, totally. all – just fantastic. Uh, God, I, I, I don't know. I, there's vignettes in there that are better than others for sure. Tom Waits walks away with what I, I consider to be a positive vignette, uh, a more uplifting. And people pointed out to me later that, no, he's going to die later. And I'm like, well, everyone dies. <laughs> Hemingway once said, all stories taken to their logical conclusion end in death. Remember how I said it was insufferable? Yeah. No, I... <laughs> Let me quote Bukowski next. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then we can really fight each other. Uh, no, I don't fuck with Bukowski. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a long... We hate him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a real, he's a real garbage person. Uh, somebody I worked with uh, when I first moved here, I was writing for a website. They gave me a, their copy of Women because I had never read Bukowski at this time. He's like, oh, you got to read Bukowski. And that's the weird – first of all, a really weird one to start somebody on. Also, oh, one yeah. of the most ag- I, misogynistic, weird – No, I know. Bukowski? I know. Bukowski. Being not, be not great to women. More like, Bukowski. More like Brokowski. <laughs> <laughs> 
episode title now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, maybe uh, Chad Brokowski will come oh, by no. sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's jot that down. Uh, so yeah, Buster Scruggs, check it out. Um, fourth for me is a movie called Game Night. Did you ever see that? Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, it, I loved it. It was a sleeper. I feel like yeah, it, it, no a one lot saw of people. It. I didn't even know what it was from any of the trailers or anything. I don't even think I ever saw a trailer for it. I think I saw one trailer for it, and the only reason I saw it was because my girlfriend randomly said, "Hey, I hear that this has been getting good reviews." And yeah. I went, Whoa, comedies don't get good reviews. No, never. Better go see this. <laughs> I honestly feel like in the last five years, like ninety percent or eight, let's go eighty percent of the comedies that have been well reviewed have been with Jason Bateman at the helm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like obviously, there's like you know Ghostbusters and uh, the Spy Who Shagged Me, which was my number six pick. The or the Spy Who Shagged Me, the Spy Who Dumped Me. I mm-hmm. know uh, Austin Powers, the the third Austin, pa- the second Austin Powers movie is my favorite movie of 2018. <laughs> 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 I'm an insane person, uh, but like I feel like Jason Bateman's bit like Bad Words. He was in that. that yeah, was really yeah, good. that was fun. And this is a little bit longer back, but uh, Extract is like my favorite Mike Judge movie of all That's time. That's a good one. Jason. Bateman's great, even though he's kind of always the same guy. Yeah, I mean, you, it's like Jack Nicholson. It's like, yeah, yeah but I like that guy, so. Whatever. Yeah, if you're going to hate on Jason Bateman for that, you got to also do that for, like, Christopher Walken and Jack Nicholson. For most and, actors. Yeah, for most actors that aren't uh, comedic, like, uh, like side characters. Yeah, yeah uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, um, the premise is uh, Jason Bateman and his wife, who I'm, is played by somebody incredibly younger than him, which is a little off-putting. I can't remember. Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's like, oh, whatever. But uh, they're really into board games and having game night, and uh, they get involved in this, uh, what was supposed to be an immersive... Uh, like role playing game, yeah, like a fake hostage, situation. fake hostage situation, but ends up they getting get up in a real one, mixed into a real kidnapping, and yeah. but they think it's a game. It's it's dark. It's pretty funny. It's pretty. It's a a little more violent than I thought it was going to be. Well, one thing that's also really great about it, um, kind of pulling back to like the era of like airplane and stuff. Like yeah. one of the reasons that that was so funny was because. Because Leslie Nielsen was a dramatic actor, and he's saying absurd things seriously. Yes. And Game Night is a movie where silly shit's constantly happening, but the film is treating it seriously. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. there's, like, a sequence where, like, the, the like, robbers or whatever are trying to break into a room, so they're hitting um, the lock with a... With a piece of wood. Oh, I remember that, outside. yeah. And as the lock turns, the camera also tilts with it. And it's like, you didn't need to go this hard on the cinematography yeah. for this board game movie. Yeah, <laughs> for this incredible. board game movie. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It's like, this it's isn't so a Charlie good. Kaufman film. Yeah. <laughs> like, Although, imagine if he had directed it. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, go check that out. I think it's on HBO Now and Go and all that stuff. So, check that out. Uh, mm-hmm. That was my number, what was that, number four? I believe. Uh, number three is Bodied. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, not a bunch of people saw it. Uh, brief rundown because I didn't realize how long we were going to go into all these. <laughs> uh, it's like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World meets 8 Mile. Okay. It's produced by Eminem. It's a movie about battle rap and a guy who's uh, a, like a white Berkeley student who's really into battle rap and falls into the scene, finds out he's actually really good at it, starts like you know meeting all these battle rappers played by uh, pretty much whole cast is actual battle rappers from like KOTD and shit like that oh shit that's uh, rad it's really fun and like the way it's edited it reminds me a lot of Scott Pilgrim like there's a lot of like title cards and like verses like that kind of thing oh nice it's really fun it's the only way you can see it right now aside from pirating of course is uh, YouTube Premium so if you want to go ahead I said this a few episodes ago go ahead and get that free trial watch that movie and then I can't imagine another reason you'd get it so yeah. drop that uh, I still have mine actually but I 
do too, but I have to cancel it in two days, I think. Otherwise, I get charged. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've just had it for like a year. It's, it's, it's not it's bad. It's convenient. I like the no ads. ads. No ads. I can listen to songs like while I'm at work. Oh, yeah. I do like that you can use it without your phone screen being uh, yeah. on. That's that's nice. So, Body, go check that out. Number two for me uh, was, as I was saying, uh, uh, sorry to bother you. And then number one was a tie between – I couldn't choose which bear movie I wanted to talk about. So, Paddington 2 and Christopher <laughs> Robin, both okay. fantastic movies that came out this year about cuddly bears. Uh, go look at Vanessa's article about it on fandom. It's great. But uh, they're just both really wholesome and have a very positive message, but also are like really funny and really well written. Oh, yeah. uh, Christopher Robin especially, I feel like less people saw that than Paddington 2. Um, has a weird socialist message in it. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I won't say any more because we got to get uh, move on with this. But yeah. and you probably heard me talk about this on the podcast anyway. Go look at those bears. Uh, <laughs> so our next category was movies that we didn't see that we meant to. We could just run these down well, pretty quick. Well, probably yours is slightly different because yours are movies you mean to see. Mine right. is movies my friends won't shut up about. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Some of these I don't want to see. Okay, let's hear them. Um, number five is Welcome to Marwin. That thing where Steve Carell has, like, the little, like, dolls or whatever. Um, I don't even think my friends have seen it. It's just they kept making jokes about it, and I forgot that that was a movie that existed. So for a solid day or two, I was like, where is Marwin? What is this political scandal? And then I was like, oh, no, it's the Steve Carell thing about the dolls. You got uh, you got duped. You were just – you saw trending hashtags. Yes. You were like, oh, God, what happened now? Which, which fucking low-ranking official put his dick on the internet or yeah, whatever? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that was one that, that got into the zeitgeist. Yeah. Uh, then Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Him, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I haven't even tried to see any of those movies. Um, it's been a mixture of seeing people go, that wasn't very good. And then other people going, why would you see that? And I happened to fall in camp number two. I haven't even seen the seventh, the last two uh, Harry Potter movies. Like I got out of it after the sixth one. I was like, eh. Yeah. Uh, number three, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, a lot yeah. of people with a lot of opinions. I'm not going to see it because I heard that they are weirdly homophobic with their narrative. Really? That's what I've heard. Okay. Like, they act as if, like, the bisexual part of them is, like, what ruined the band. Oh. And that's what happens when you let all the other members of Queen that are not Freddy control the story. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that... The- the, the the thing that probably destroyed it was people reacting to his bisexuality, not him being bisexual. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't seen it either. So, so far, yeah. we're matching up 100% on this. Uh, number two, uh, and it's basically because of you and Eric Barnes, Paddington 2. Oh! I haven't seen it, and y'all won't stop telling me it's to see so it. It's so good. I, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It's I good. want to. It's, it's very funny. Brendan Gleeson's amazing. And then number one, because there was a day on Facebook where my entire feed was people saying, A Star is Born made me cry. Ah, and that's yes. probably true. I probably need to see it. Yeah, I uh, I know a few people have seen it. I've heard mixed reviews. Some people hate it and some people love it. And I don't care enough, really. Like, it's fine. Oh, it's the La La Land of this year. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be the La La Land of this year. Which I, I also didn't see that one. I saw that on a cruise for free, so I'll take that. Oh, and only because it was playing all the time on the cruise. Like, it was like one of the five movies in rotation. So I saw it in disparate chunks, like like middle chunk, and then the <laughs> intro, and that. So still still worked out fine. Oh, there you go. Not It's not the worst thing, but uh, who cares? Uh, mine, yeah, mine is movies I didn't see, but I've been meaning to. Kind of similar. My number five is a two-way tie between Infinity War and Bla- Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just haven't gotten around to it because Infinity they're War's so good. long. Haven't seen Ant-Man. Yeah, it's just like, 
I haven't been able to watch them for free yet. I didn't see them in the theater. I didn't want to rent them yeah. for like a commitment of like two and a half hours on Amazon. So I was eh. also like, I'm into Marvel stuff, but like I don't care that much. But yeah, I, do, I saw yeah. Black Panther. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I got my my card there. Oh, that's great. Uh, Black Klansman, number four. I really want to see that. I just Pretty haven't. Things, I haven't yeah. had a chance to. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming. If it is, anybody knows if it's streaming out there? Let me know. Uh, number three, uh, Ralph breaks the internet. It was good. I yeah, liked it a lot. I hear it's really good. My friend, our friend uh, Danny, is in it uh, for a brief moment. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they animated Danny Fernandez, friend I, of the show, into Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, I remember kind of losing my shit over that it's, when I saw. Yeah, I have I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's going to be one of those things where I'm just like. This is really cool. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) I put this down. uh, My number two was Creed 2. I'm still trying to get around to seeing Creed, so (laughs) haven't seen either of them. Seen every Rocky movie. I haven't haven't... seen any Rockies either, and I probably should. I mean, I would say watch the first three at least. And like, if if you get a chance, like also I'm not going to shove that down your throat because I don't know if they hold up. They're probably great if you saw them in a certain time. Yeah, I can see that. I'm sure they're still fine. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I was like, Creed was in my list of things to watch the whole time it was available on any streaming platform, and I never watched it. And now there's a second one? Not going to happen. And number one is The Grinch. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, yeah, that's out, huh? I, I'm not sure, actually. Oh, okay. I think it is. Uh, I'm just really excited to see it because Tyler, the creator, did the theme song, and I want to hear that. Okay. I mean, I've heard it, <laughs> but I, be it's very it's very cool. Uh, okay. All right, so what's your next category? Um, mine is, uh, my next top five is... Coping mechanisms when you live on a hell planet. Ooh, speaking of popular media, yeah, the news. <laughs> <laughs> Number uh, five, sleep, sleep at all times, never stop sleeping. Oh no, you're awake. Oh no, you're remembering decay, and it's hard to sleep. Go to sleep. So sleeping is your number five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that's dark. Number four, argue with strangers on the internet. Get heated about it. <laughs> Fight a man. So you haven't learned that much this year. Number, oh, these are just ones that you did. Number three, eat a chili dog literally every time you enter a gas station or Seven Eleven. Without fail. It just happens. Until you're in pain. So that was one of your coping mechanisms was just always be eating chili dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you sucking Sucking on on chili chili dogs? dogs? Well, yes. Well, yes, I was. Were you ever near uh, the perimeter of a Tasty Freeze? (laughs) I was not. Oh, well, that's missed opportunity. It was. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, Number two. Drink until you black out and wake up embarrassed. Nightly. Do it (laughs) nightly. Now, this is one I'm very familiar with for you. Yes. Yes. Um, And number one, get a therapist and stop doing those other things. I guess. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, if I got it, if I'm going to be a hack, (laughs) I want to be a coward that can't just embrace the nihilism, nihilism, whatever. Nobody cares. Uh, (laughs) So that's number two? That was number one. Number one, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the one that you ended up landing on and has probably worked the best. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it remains to be Fine. seen. We'll follow up in 2019 <laughs> and see how it's going. You're like, so I, so I bit my therapist. <laughs> uh, my next list is people who annoyed me at my open mic. Oh, uh, that would be fun. This is one that we've talked about some of these on the podcast, not all of them. Uh, number five is Drunk Fedora Man. It was a guy that was on the patio, and when I was lamenting to my co-host the fact that not a lot of women 
Brenneman signed up for the open mic that night. He's just, uh, he was like, you just got to put it out there into the ether, man. And like, you put it out there and women will come, dude. You just got to be positive. And I was just like, who the fuck are you? What are you talking about? He thought I was trying to get laid. Yeah. He walked the whole patio. Everybody that was out there smoking went inside because I of him. I would imagine so. Yeah. So fuck drunk fedora, man. Uh, uh, number four is just a, a, man, a multiple way tie between anyone who's ever mentioned how long they've been waiting to get up when they're on stage. I love that. Just keep doing that all, all 2019. It's like, hey, I only have, I've been waiting 40 minutes for my five minutes. Let me use one minute to talk about the 40 minutes I waited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite when a comic gets up and it's like, it took me over an hour to get up. And I'm like, ha! Yeah. That's, that's very funny that you sat for that long. Yeah. It's, Good joke. If you want to guarantee that I go out and have a smoke during your set, definitely start with that. And I will, I will see you when I give you the light. Uh... Uh, number three is this guy Cisco who called me racist because I lit him when he was running way over his time. He was also really bad and was heckling other people during the night. That guy nice. sucks. Uh, That's Cisco, a shame that his name is Cisco. I know. He luckily, doesn't deserve a name that it's, cool. Luckily, it's spelled like the tech company, not the musician. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His girlfriend, surprisingly, really nice. Huh. Also tried comedy. Wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. But wasn't a. didn't call me racist, I'll tell you that. Hmm. Uh, number two is the guy last week who told me, hey, hey. I can get Chappelle to come do your bike. <laughs> Whoa. First of all, wouldn't want that. Second of all, uh, why? What, what are you doing? White guy with long blonde hair. So, oh, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, he's he was, got connections. He was extremely drunk, and he was just like, just took me aside. He was like, I know Chappelle. I know Chappelle. I can get to do your bike. Because, like, he wouldn't do five minutes. He would ruin the mic for everybody because he would do, like, I don't know, four hours and call it a Netflix special. There was a time when he would um, – he. He would start his set, he would open a new pack of cigarettes and just smoke on stage, and when I'm done with this entire pack is when my set is over. That's how he would measure the time. Ugh, that is so self-indulgent. There is a time when I thought that was the best The coolest thing. Yeah, and yeah. I still don't know if I feel that way or not, but I do know that I'm not loving all the material. The, okay. thing, that, the thing that I will say is that that's an interesting concept. I will say Doug Stanhope just does that by happenstance. Yeah, he fair. doesn't say I'm done. He finishes the pack in his tight hour. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe take a note from that. Uh, uh, maybe stop talking about trans people. Uh, anyway, uh, and then my number one, people who know me at my, my mic. Brian Cox for not coming more often. Aww. Aww. We'll see you more in 2019, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, what's your next one? Uh, my, my next one is top five things that happened in 2018 that we've already forgotten because Ooh. this year was insane. This sounds like a, a listicle. Get ready for yes. it, everybody. Number five, Beyonce and Jay-Z released a joint album. That's right. I, I didn't even know that. Like, that's how insane the it, news is. I right. know that because I'm dating Vanessa, but, like, that's the only reason. Um, I don't think it was talked about that much. It wasn't yeah. near, not nearly as much as Lemonade, certainly. Yeah. Uh, number four, Avicii died. I thought he died in 2017. Nope. Really? This year. His documentary That's just how came insane out this world is. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, is a lot of these I picked because I remember them, but I'm just like, no, that had to have been last year. What do you mean this year? I swear, I swear I thought most of the movies I wanted to talk about came out this year, and they totally didn't. Uh, Avicii died, but a documentary just came out about him, which people should check out. I still mm -hmm. haven't seen it, but I bet it's good. Uh, rumor has it, he killed himself with a wine bottle. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's brutal. Or just a broken bottle of some sort. That's... Yeah, Avicii died. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, number three, and you're not going to believe me in I had to like research this to right, make sure right. it was 2018, but it was the yodeling kid in Walmart. I don't even remember what that is. There was a viral video of just a, a kid wearing like a cowboy hat and a button-up shirt. He looked like he was maybe eight, 
just yodeling in this aisle of a Walmart. And and uh, did he get like a deal out of it? Yeah, I think he ended up. Was like, he on Ellen? He did like Coachella or some shit. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Fuck. That's why I hate Coachella. It's in one <laughs> sentence. Oh, that yodeling kid from Walmart did Coachella. Yeah. Alongside what the Flaming Lips or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. God damn! I don't even know this video you're talking about, but uh, I can imagine how people forgot about it. Yes, I'm sure it was like hot for like a month, and it was like he did Ellen and all this shit, and like I thought it happened in like 2016 for some reason. I can't believe it happened. Well, this every year. year we get like three of those. We yeah. get like, can you believe that this kid did this thing good? Yeah. <laughs> um, number two. Uh, Black Panther was released this year, not last year, right. despite what my brain tells me. Yeah, that was one that I had to double check because I was going to put that on my list for sure. And I was like, oh yeah, that was, I remember Brody Reed, comedian Brody Reed, was, when he was doing his, uh, uh, these are my Oscar picks last year, he said, Black Panther still somehow. Because it was it hadn't come out <laughs> until like February of 2018. But he's like, I still think it should get an Oscar for 2017. <laughs> yeah, that was one that, uh, yeah, if you, told, if you said that was the beginning of this year, I would, uh, have to double check to make sure for sure. And number one, Kevin, we had the Olympics this year. <laughs> <laughs> Where were they? All of us forgot. Where were they held? Even I can't uh, remember. I genuinely can't remember. China, I believe. Uh, was it China? I think so. I feel like maybe. I mean, who could care? But uh, <laughs> yeah, the Summer Olympics. We had the Summer Olympics, but nobody cares about the Summer Olympics anyway. I usually, think it was actually the Winter Olympics. That's how muddled. No, let me check. Did we quick. just have Olympics and I, I forgot? I think uh, twenty eighteen is... Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, China. Wow. What 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 months did that run? What months did that run? That was waiting for this to load. That happened. Oh, February. That's why. Oh, it was uh, that winter. Yes, yes that yes. winter, early winter, not late winter. And I was, was this happened very last wrong. week. It's South Korea. I'm sorry, I said a very racist thing by mistake. Wait, what did you say? North I said, Korea. I said China. Oh, and well, no, it was South Korea. Well, the fact that you remembered there were Olympics at all is you, and you got the continent right. So, like, <laughs> proud of you for that. Like, I didn't, I couldn't. I think there was like one story from the Olympics that came out that was noteworthy about some. Was it, I want to say bobsled team, but I could just be thinking of Cool Runnings. You could be. Wasn't there a bobsled thing? Who could care? I don't know. Wow, the Olympics really falling off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I have three more. How many more do you have? How many uh, more that's, that's all my list. That's, all right, I'll just, do, I'll just do a quick rundown of my favorite live performances of this year. Sure. Uh, number five, Dan Terminus at Union. You heard me talk about it. Number four, Carpenter Brood at the El Rey. These are just synthwave bands. Fun stuff. Uh, number three, Still Rebel at uh, playing at the Ryan Tomo Cancer Benefit Show that I hosted with Theo Manhattan earlier this year. Uh, I was very drunk, but they rocked it. I also put Slash Tomo's album recording because it was really great to see my friend who just got over cancer record a full album. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, Eddie Pepitone headlining my show at Townies because that was yeah, just a dream dope. come true. <laughs> that's super uh, dope. And my favorite performance this year is when you were handcuffed to David Rosenberg for 12 hours. That was a nightmare day. Yeah. Uh, the footage of that, as far as I know, is being edited as we speak. Uh, should be available early 2019, I imagine. <laughs> it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, how was that experience for you? I mean, I, obviously torturous. Taxing. Yeah, taxing. taxing. Um, I, not as bad as I expected because Rosie wasn't as purposely annoying as I think as I 
expected I think, him. I think he just got worn out. Probably he probably started like that and then like just oh, fell into this I mean, is my reality. He's naturally just like a cursed muppet though, because <laughs> yeah, he's at all times, even when he's like not trying to be annoying, he's just naturally just casting kind of like. <laughs> For any listeners who don't know who David Rosenberg is, he's a forty-year-old man who talks about butts and guinea pigs a lot. Yes. Uh, he's a very nice boy, but he's just he's very, he's a lot. <laughs> Let's yes. just put it that way. Yes. Um, and Brian was handcuffed to him for a full twelve hours. Uh, the footage will be coming soon. We shouldn't spoil too much about it because that's going to be a really fun one. But yeah. uh, that was I only witnessed like the beginning and end of it because it was twelve hours and I don't I don't commit like you. Uh, but boy oh boy that that was uh, what that was like some David Blaine shit. Yeah, that was David Blaine was handcuffed to a kid with ADHD <laughs> for twenty four hours in a box with no air or something. I don't know. Uh, and then my second to last list here is my top five bits that have been put upon Brian Cox, forced upon him, oh, no. online or otherwise. Number five is that you're full of bugs. Yeah, that um, that was because one time I got a tick and uh, I had to like use a knife to get it out and yeah. ever since you started You're calling me old bug legs bug and then legs. it evolved into Brian Cox is full of bugs <laughs> well you initially thought I was making fun of the size of your legs when I called you bug legs yeah I thought you were saying I had thin legs and no 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 <laughs> no just they're full of there bugs was, yep. they're thick and full of bugs and then it didn't help that I kept getting attacked by horse flies and bees and then you're like well that's proof that you're full of bugs and then I'd always go <laughs> they want to get back inside you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would it, have I told you that I've been talking about that on stage lately? Really? Just because I've, I'm doing a bit about comedy, uh, trying to reference inside jokes to people from other countries, like their friend group versus your friend group. And like, uh -huh. so him explaining a meme to me and then me trying to explain that, like, oh, so the reason that this is funny is because Brian had to dig a bug out of his legs and like, so like trying to explain it and then how there's just no connection whatsoever. <laughs> he would just look at me like I'm insane. Uh, my number four was just that you are one giant bug. I think that was part of the canon at one point. Yeah, probably. Uh, number three was that you like sonic porn. Yeah, well that started because one time on Facebook, Vanessa put a status saying, everyone harass Kevin and demand him buy me some McGriddles. Right. So I just kept finding the most upsetting images I could find and throwing by Vanessa McGriddle on him, like Junji Ito stuff. And at one point, I found like a Sonic the Hedgehog like foot fetish thing, and I put that on it. And then... I think I wrote one joke about Sonic porn because the the bit was that like so it's pretty weird that like stepsister and stepbrother porn is so common, right? Like too common. Too common, right? That's super weird. Shut up. No, it isn't. Half of you in this room, watch it. Why are you acting like it's weird? In my house, I jerk off to things that would make a clown vomit. In my house, Sonic the Hedgehog is pornography. And I did that joke once, and then the whole world went, so Brian has a Sonic fetish? And I was like, oh, no, that was just a bit. Oh, no. Yeah. Now this is attached to well, me. Well, it's, I mean, you can't say in my house Sonic is porn without some fallout. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a thing that is thrown back That's in your face me. a lot. Like my the, the only thing I get is anytime anybody makes a pun, they tag somebody tags me and goes, "Oh, is this Kevin? Did Kevin take your account?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, we can yeah, stop that, that." By the way, yeah. But like yours <laughs> is like, "Oh, this is uh, this is like Sonic foot fetish porn." Brian Cox is probably interested. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your thing. I, I get an absurd amount of messages that are just a picture of 
something very upsetting and sexual involving Sonic. So a little, and it's going to get worse after yeah, this episode. I was going to say, a little pre-plug. Uh, go ahead and do that to Brian a bunch, listeners. No. Uh, number two is that you're scared scared of or, and or attracted to cartoon dogs. There's no backstory on this one. There isn't. You, it's just you just started you happening. You and Vanessa just decided to say that I'm either scared of or attracted to handsome cartoon dogs. And you know what? Let's just leave it at that. I yeah. think that's perfect because my number one is actually I didn't have a f- fifth one. So here's one that I'm going to try to start right now. Oh, no. It's that you really want to be a caveman. <laughs> like, I don't know. Brian just really wants to be a caveman now. I don't get it. Like, he keeps wearing loincloths. He's carrying around a big club. He's talking about saber-toothed tigers. I just, there are like, threats. Yeah, there are threats. You have to take them down uh, with your clan. Uh, so that's the one I'm trying to get off the ground here. Um, and then, uh, final final thing here. This is just a little sentiment thing. Uh, these are my top five episodes of Bleak and Review from this year. No no big recaps here. Just uh, in case you haven't heard these episodes, listeners, these are the five that I enjoyed uh, the most. We had a lot of really good episodes this year. We put out. This is the 51st. We put out 50 episodes before this one this wow. year. Good job. Uh, and so here's the top five. Number five, episode 145, Eat My Sauce with Vanessa Gritton and Travis Clark. That's an episode where we had a good old time and then we taste tested a bunch of extremely hot, hot sauces that Travis brought. And uh, it's the first time that any of us have gotten very upset on the show. Me and Matt and, we're, and Vanessa were all having a hard time and Travis Clark was just reveling in it. It was great. <laughs> Uh, number four is episode 115, The Real Horsewives with Zach Stein and Lauren Davis. This was before we were on the Unpopular Opinion Network, so I feel like uh, anybody who hasn't heard this episode should check it out. We had uh, Zach Stein on to talk about stuff. I don't remember all the specifics, but I remember Lauren Davis was playing a character that was uh, married to a very rich doctor horse, but she was a human. Oh. And uh, it was kind of – she was on this show, a reality show. It got really gross and graphic about the way that they – procreate uh but also she was like there, a wasp there running great. patterns yeah yeah did you know that if you slow it down all four of their feet lift, leave the ground at one point that's how that's why cameras were invented oh yeah that's right that yeah. is true film major that's the whole thing that's all my degree has done <laughs> uh number three episode 150 my lymphoma with ryan tomo and tom farnan just a great episode where we got to check in with ryan about his cancer as we've mentioned previously uh tom farnan was playing his character velvet tom who's been on the show before well this is the first time we've ever reached out for uh questions for velvet tom from the audience since we got to do some life advice in there and then ryan ended up using the title of that episode to title his album Oh, My lymphoma, awesome. yeah. Uh, <laughs> number two is Eight Ball at Chet's, episode 119. Eight Ball at Chet's with Adam Todd Brown and one. Chet Wilde. Oh, really? So you know that it fucking exists because yeah. this bit steeps, still keeps happening. Uh, <laughs> despite the fact that some people are still trying to do the bit that it doesn't exist, that episode was the first episode we did on the Unpops Network. Really fun. Uh, Chet plays the character of Phil Gabriel, who is uh, – yep. uh, no, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Gabriel, who is a knock-knock joke guy who only does jokes about the band Genesis. Uh, just a rollicking good time. Uh, fuck you, Chet. That episode exists, and I put it as number two, not number one, because number one, my favorite episode this year, hands down, is episode 144, Camp Dysentery, with Lindsay Adams and Aaron Weaver. Just, I mean, it was both their first time on the show, and they both did characters, uh, and it became one of the most insane character segments where, I mean, not without spoiling too much, it started as just a kid at camp and the speaker of the camp, and it turned into this horrific like drug drug addled like 
parental abuse like thing with Tony Robbins. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> Go listen to that. That's my favorite episode. Honorable mentions, of course, being the episode where I got high for the first time on the podcast, which was episode 128, the 420 OG intro spectacular with Andy Sell and Jessica Singer. We all got stoned. It's great stuff. Uh, and then uh, episode 147, Squeezing News and Taking Names with Michael Swain, because... This is the first time I ever met Michael Swayman. We're good buddies now, and I always liked his comedy growing up, and it's great that he was able to come on the podcast. Boom! Got through all the lists. It's crazy. It. We did it. Um, we probably just go right into plugs here. I mean, I, I don't know. We're at, we're, at, we're at about that point. Sure. Um, this is coming out, of course, on December 28th. Uh, my first plug that I – well, do you have anything that you want to plug? I mean, we can't talk about the comic. Uh, yeah, I can't. I'll like, – I'll... Follow me on Twitter. Yeah, Brian Cox. I'm Brian Cox on Twitter. I'm Crying Box. Uh, I'll let you know when I can start talking about shit with the comic. Um, Check for those pinned tweets. Also, I don't know when it's we're going to start dropping episodes, but me and the same guy that I'm working on the comic with, we are starting up a podcast. It's called Spooky Words, No Spaces. It's a <laughs> Spooky uh, Words. Spooky Words, No Spaces. Spooky Word. <laughs> what is it called? It no, says no, no spaces. spaces is included. Oh, okay, I was just wondering if this was a, a syntax. Then no, no, I got it, got it, got it, got it. It's it's the whole thing, also spelled with no spaces. It's, so you're like you're basically like an aim handle. Yes. Okay. Got oh, it. The reason we did it that way is it's a podcast where. Um, we talk about like internet creepy content. Ah, uh, creepy pasta. Yeah, creepy pasta. Web series like Marble Hornets, like mm. some like video games, even shit like that. And the reason we picked that name is because when Marble Hornets came out, they there was like another channel, some mysterious messenger channel called To the Ark with no spaces. Ooh, and so a lot okay. of horror things have a thing like that, and we wanted to make fun of it. Yeah, you, you, it was like a little no little subtle jab at mm -hmm. the, the, the tropes. Yeah, because we got tired of like people on YouTube being like, now we're going to explain Marble Hornets, but I speak in this kind of tone, and I take myself very serious. I'm the guy from Lore. Yeah, <laughs> so we want to like talk about shit, but also make fun of it, because like, I don't know. It's it's the internet. Why is everyone taking everything so seriously? Yeah, like you, you can do like it doesn't have to. You don't have to be like like there. There can be whimsy. Yeah, there can totally. be whimsy and, and snark and and cheekiness. You don't have to be like. I don't know. I guess there's a certain people that, uh, that doesn't appeal to them. And, you know, p power to them, but do your thing also. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like it's cool that you did a deep dive on Marble Hornets, but why is nobody talking about how in episode one, the guy who's playing Slender Man is not very tall? He's really <laughs> a fairly short he's, guy he's, in a morph suit with a suit. He's stout, man. Yeah, he's like <laughs> not a tall guy. And no one talks about it. That is, that is, yeah, uh, that's why we need a show like this one that you're putting out, which I'm very excited. Uh, apparently, I'm playing some game on it. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, once we get enough episodes on our boat, we're going to be doing some live streams followed by, um, by discussion on podcast, and we are going to force you to play Doki Doki Literature Club. Which uh, I've never played. I've heard a little bit about from mm -hmm. like you and Adolf Fleischer and stuff. Uh, apparently a very scary... Yes. version of like one of those dating sim games. Yeah, it's like yeah. a visual novel dating sim. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, do you have an idea of when those things are going to start dropping? Good January? Question. Yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, we just need to record a few more episodes and I think we'll start releasing. So, again, just follow me on Twitter. I will yeah. keep you updated. Crying box, everybody. And also, um, just send in pictures of cavemen. <laughs> and just be like, you want to be this, huh? You want to be this thing. This is what you like. <laughs> you may not like it, but this is the image of male physical perfection. <laughs> you are all paleo. I've noticed that. You are going to, You have gone paleo. <laughs> oh, God. As for me, everybody, uh, 
I mean, have a happy new year, first of all. That's the first thing that's going to happen is, uh, you know, New Year's Day and, and Eve. Uh, not in that order. Uh, January 5th, uh, the Saturday following New Year's, uh, Townies returns to Skip Town Playhouse. It's going to be a fun show at 8 o'clock. Uh, Keith Carey headlining. Come out and check that oh, out oh, if yeah. you're in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and that's all I'm going to plug right now. we got some other projects in the works, but uh, more on that in the new year. I want to thank everybody uh, for listening to all of our shit over the years, participating in the bits in uh, Twitter and Discord and everything. Despite how much I protest some of them, I do really uh, – <laughs> it's great knowing that there's a community of people that like this weird fucking show that Matt and I do. I also want to give a, thing, a big shout-out to Matt Brousseau. He puts a lot of work into the show. He's fucking hilarious, and he's like the best guy in the world. Shout-out to Matt Brousseau. Yeah. Will you co-sign that? You'll co-sign that shout-out? Yeah, miss you, buddy. Yeah, we miss you. Wherever you may be, I did not care to look. Uh, <laughs> other than that, at KB Anderson Yo on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, thank you to Adam Todd Brown and the Unpops fam for continuing to host this podcast. Uh, we'll see you in the new year. Take it away. Jared Hunting from San Francisco on the theme song. Uh-huh.